Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. And if you can turn with me, we're making our way through 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, picking up in verse 9, the tale of our message is a better walk. God wants to make good changes in every one of our lives. He wants to make changes that are necessary, but he created all of us with the free will. We all have to make choices. So we can choose for those good changes to take place, or we can rebel against God and say, no, I'm just doing it my way, and I'm just gonna, you know, this is the way I am. And I would suggest that you would allow the Lord to make changes in you. I, I believe that probably for most of us here, if I was to ask you or someone would ask you, do you want a better walk with the Lord? Believe me, I would say I want a better walk with the Lord. I, I want to have a richer walk with the Lord, a closer walk with the Lord. We're gonna look at practical things here in our text. We're gonna, Paul the Apostle is gonna deal with real practical stuff. So these things that we're gonna talk about, there's correction for us that we can, you know, choose to either apply to our lives or just ignore. But so we're gonna be looking at very practical stuff, but things that would make a difference if we apply it, that we could have a better walk with the Lord. So with that being said, if you can please stand with me, and I'm just gonna go ahead and read these few verses. Again, 1 Thessalonians 4, picking up in verse nine, Paul the Apostle writing to uh, new believers there in Thessalonica, uh, modern day Greece today, and he writes, Verse nine, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourself are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do so towards all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. Verse 11, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Last verse we're gonna look at, verse 12 that you may walk properly towards those who are outside and that you may lack, can we say that out loud? Nothing. Nothing. Lord, again, we pray over these few verses. Please speak in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Amen. you could be seated. Thank you. As a way of reminder, Paul visited Thessalonica on his second missionary journey. Many came to Christ, he shared the gospel. Jews and Gentiles, mostly Gentiles, came to Christ. He was forced out of the area because there was religious leaders there that were jealous, envious of him. They didn't believe in the Jesus he was preaching, so he had to leave. As we've been looking at week after week, he keeps trying to go back to the city. He keeps telling them, I wanna go back, I wanna spend time with you, but Satan hindered him. We looked at the reason why Satan hindered him. It was allowed because God wanted to do a greater work. God wanted to have Paul the apostle sit down and write these epistles. If he would've went right into Thessalonica, he wouldn't have wrote all these letters. So actually God did a much greater work by causing Paul the apostle to stop and write. I don't know about you, but when I'm trying to do something, the Lord just says, wait. I don't like it. And I believe that's what's happening with Paul. He just has this energy. He's just, he wants to go. He wants to fix it. He wants to go into that city. And and the Lord's like, no, you just wait. And he was waiting. 
And because he waited and he wrote these letters, and we've talked about this before, uh, it's believed by many, most scholars, that this is the start of Paul writing epistles. So this actually worked out for the greater good for millions upon millions of people because God stopped him and he allowed him to write these letters. The first three chapters, most of it has been very uh, encouraging to these new believers, very, he's, he's been commending them, he's been telling them how good they are with love and their faith and how they're growing and, and he's been you know, talking about you embrace the word of God, you realize it wasn't just um, mere men, but this was the word of God and you, so all these three chapters of, of, of great encouragement, but now chapter four, we have correction. So there's correction and it goes into the church. So, so it's good for all of us to take heed. If there's something in here for us that we need to be corrected, so the correction comes to mature the church and to mature us, and so that brings us back to verse nine, looking back into our text. For, for correction, he says, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourself are taught by who? God, interesting to love one another. And indeed, you do so towards all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. So not just in Thessalonica, in the city, but the whole area, you've embraced this brotherly love. So you, th you would think that Paul at this point would say, wow, that's great, you guys are doing great. But then he said, but we urge you, brethren, that you would increase more and more, that you would grow. One of the markings, I believe, of a true believer in Jesus Christ is that we have love for one another in the church. I don't know about you, but before I accepted Christ, I wanted nothing to do with those Christians. Seriously, I didn't want any. Matter of fact, they were a bright light in my world. I was like, stay away from me. And I didn't want to, to, to talk with them. I didn't want to associate with them. But as soon as I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, guess what? I love hanging out with you all, everybody. This is what... And that's a, that's a mark of a true Christian. Why? Listen, when we have the love of Christ living in us, we have the love, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. He loves the believers. And I find in my own personal life, it's impossible for me to have brotherly love unless I'm dwelling close to my Lord. And so when I'm close to him, I have love for, for one another. If I'm far away from him, and this happens with all of us, if you're not walking close to Jesus, all of a sudden, the, the farther you get away from Jesus, the farther away you want to be with believers. You're like, oh, I don't want to be next to these guys. Why? Because you're, you're pulling away from God who is love, and you don't have that love being poured out into your heart. And it could be a very good indication for all of us where we're at spiritually, Love, brotherly love. This is talking inside of the church, okay? So that's important to make that distinction. This is talking about those that, that are here in the church. This, isn't, this is different. We're gonna talk about uh, outside of the church. And we're gonna talk about what creates problems in the church. But Paul's saying, I want it to increase. In other words, don't be content with just, oh, the surface, oh yeah, I love them, they're great. Oh really, are you putting them first? Oh really, first? We're gonna talk about that esteemed in them more highly than yourself? And I believe that's what he's saying. And we're going to look at that. Two weeks ago, Sunday, my wife and I were here till like um, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. We had something going on at the church. So we, were, you know, we didn't get out of here. We didn't eat dinner yet. So we were both hungry. And so we stopped at the grocery store, 
picked out some things to eat and some other groceries, and so we went to check out, and I went and reached in my pocket, and I had no wallet again. I usually, Sundays, I don't usually carry a wallet. Today, I've got my wallet with me finally, but I don't usually carry a wallet on Sundays. It's just what I do. So I looked at my wife right away, like, honey. Yeah, I mean, people are looking at, what well, you drive without your, <laughs> yeah, I was driving without my wallet. So, okay, so I, I looked at my wife. I says, okay, honey, you know, can, can you please, you know, you have some money or your credit card? She goes, I don't have my purse. And I looked at the guy, and it was so funny because Howard's there, he's bagging, you know, he goes to our church and he's bagging the cashier guy. He's introduced, this is my pastor. I'm like, oh, it looks really good. Your pastor's just, <laughs> just spacey, you know, it's like, hey. So he's like, Howard's, you know, comes here and he's, Howard's like, don't worry, I got you. And I said, no, no, Howard, thank you, that's so sweet. But no, I got, I got a checkbook in my car. I'll be right back. And I look at the line that people are looking at me like, oh, yeah, really, Pastor? Yeah, we're going to wait for you. So I, I literally sprinted to my car, ran in there, got my checkbook, went there, filled it out, had it all filled out, ripped it off. I'm like, wow, I haven't done this in ages, a check in the grocery store. So I was so excited. It was, didn't take too long. And he says, can I have uh, your driver's license? I go, I don't have my wallet. I says, Howard can vouch for me. And Howard's like, no, you can't. We can't process a check without a driver's license. And he's like, don't worry, I got this. And so humbly he went, pulled out his wallet, and he paid for our groceries. So Howard, wherever you're at, if you're here or watching online, so I owe you about 40-some dollars. So. <laughs> but that's just simple. It's just brotherly love. It's what we do. We, we help each other. We, we, we're there for each other. We're called to do that. God's asked us to do that, but it's impossible. Real, true, brotherly love is impossible without the Holy Spirit working in us. Good cross-reference. Paul the Apostle writing to uh, Romans 12.10, be kindly affectionate to who? One another with brotherly love. In honor giving what? Preference. To one another. Preference. I think this is what Paul is saying. Let it increase. Not just, hey, I love you, bro. God bless you. So good to see you, bro. Oh, man, you're awesome, bro. Yeah, nice, yeah. No, 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 no. Preferring others better than yourself. Esteeming others is another verse in Philippians. Esteeming others more highly than yourself. Guys, it's impossible for me to do that without the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me make it practical for you, okay? Okay, the pastor goes real late for service, and then so the parking lot's a mess, and finally you find a parking spot, but the person behind you is looking for a parking spot, and it's a really good one, and then you look back and you say, hey, don't worry, I'm gonna walk, you take the spot. That's what it means. It means you're like, wait, you know what? I'm gonna deny myself. I, and you say, hey, don't worry, I can walk, it's good. I, you know, I can use the exercise, it's all good. You enjoy this, it's all. And the Bible, listen, the Bible says that the world will know that we're disciples of Jesus Christ when we have that kind of love for each other. It, it doesn't say the, the world will know that you're my disciples if you know the Bible real well, even though we should know the Bible real well. The world will know that you're the disciples of Jesus Christ if you, if you know how to pray real awesome. And we should know how to pray. Our, our communication with God should be real. But Jesus said the thing that people are looking for in this world is something that is supernatural, but they can't have. Why? Because God is love. They don't have that supernatural love. And you can see that sometimes, uh, I wonder, you see people in the world, it's like, man, they actually, it seems like they love each other more than the people in the church. 
And it, that's, it shouldn't be that way. And what happens is there's a spiritual battle that takes place that I believe that's trying to divide the church, that to bring division and gossip and problems and it's like all that kind of stuff where God wants to turn all that around where when you're in your workplace, you're like, you can't help but talk about, man, these people I'm in church with, they're just so awesome. I'm hanging out with them tonight. We're going this, we're doing that. We're going to the Bible study. We're gonna, afterwards, we're gonna, and they're like, what's going on with you? And it's real. And it's only by the Holy Spirit that that can be done. Someone once wrote, to live above with the saints we love, oh, that will be glory. But to live below with saints we know, well, that's another story. (laughs) And it can be like that sometimes. It's like, really? I got to love this person? Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. He that doesn't love knows not God, because God is love. (laughs) 1 John 4, 7, and 8. We're called to it. Hebrews 13, 1 says, let brotherly love, the same word, brotherly love, I believe in the Greek it's uh, Philadelphia. Brotherly love, the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. So let brotherly love do what? Continue. Don't stop. Just let it, just as Paul was saying, let it continue. But then this part, this is outside of the church. It says, and do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some have unwittedly or unknowingly entertained, can we say that out loud? Angels. Angels. You know, we're gonna check this out. I believe, according to this verse, we're gonna go to heaven and the angel's gonna come up to, to us and say, hey, thanks for that glass of water. What are you talking about? Yeah, remember when I was thirsty? And it was, I was hot. You, you actually came and brought me a bottle of water. And I was like, it wasn't you. He says, yeah, that was me unknowingly. A short period of time ago, I'm trying to think, probably about a week and a half, there was kids out here, young kids, probably 14, 16 years old. They were outside here fishing all day. I mean, all day, hours upon hours. And I kept looking out there, they're out there. I didn't see any beverages. I didn't see any food. And, and so I looked out another time and there's my wife and she's got, so she's got cold water and she's got bags of potato chips and she's got candy and she's hand, and these kids, their eyes were like saucers. They're like, really? It's like she gave them a million dollars. And then, and I thought of this verse. I wonder if those were angels out there. But inside the church, what we're called to do or to continue in this brotherly love. But as we talk about love, I believe that there, there's such a division in our country like I've never seen before in my entire life. Families are being separated right now like I've never seen in my life. I mean, over crazy things, best friends. I just heard the other day, oh yeah, my best friend never wants to talk to me again. Why? Well, because I support Trump. Really? So they're just, that's it? There's no friendship? And serious, there's a, a division that's going on, but I truly believe, listen, there's a division that's going on that's good against evil right now. There's a battle that's taking place right now. My personal belief, this is what I believe. I believe it's so intense right now because I truly believe that the rapture of the church can be at any time. We're gonna talk about that next week, the rapture of the church, okay? But I believe it is. I believe the trumpet will sound. We who are alive and remain will be caught up together with the Lord in the air. But there's this huge separation that's going on and it's getting very evil out there. And they're not even, it's like things that you would say that all oh, these guys are conspiracy theorists guys, right? They're like, now it's like the, the people that they're exposing everything that they're doing. It's getting very evil, right? 
And it's a battle between good and evil. So you see Whippy Goldburn says that, uh, she says, claims that overturning Roe v. Wade violates her religious freedoms. Killing a baby, an innocent life, violates your religious freedoms. That's evil. And I will call it like it is. Our governor, he rents billboards in red states to tout abortion access. Listen to this. So uh, one of the ads on his billboard, it says that shows a woman with her hands chained behind her back saying, Texas doesn't own your body. Well, wait a second. That sounds good and all. Yeah, nobody owns your body, but that's another body, another soul that's living inside of the person. But listen to this, okay? So I want to I read this part. Another ad says that California is ready to help anyone who needs an abortion. We're here to help you, the, the, our governor's saying, right? Adding, listen to this, adding the verse out of Mark, love your neighbor as yourself. And on the billboard, it says, there is no greater command than these. Love your neighbor by killing babies, and we're going to be a state here that we're asking other states to come in. If, if your state doesn't want to kill babies, we're going to love you. That's evil. That's evil. A good shepherd, listen, a good shepherd not only feeds the sheep, but he protects the sheep, and he exposes lies, and this is a lie. So tell the pastor not to get involved in politics. Well, they're getting involved with our Bible, and they're, they're quoting it out of context, saying that it's okay, to, that this is loving, and they call it med- medical health, the, but it's, it's evil. And then, I just wanted to throw this one in. FBI tracks down Mike Lindell, uh, on a hunting trip, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you saw this already, surrounded his car, they took his cell phone. But I believe what's happening, there's this whole thing, this weaponizing our government against each other. We've never seen this before. Do you guys know that? We've never seen this before in, the, in our history of America, but we're seeing it today. And then you have this, Texas school board fires teacher who told students not to judge uh, pedophiles. So yeah, she should have been fired, so that's good. But listen to this. So this teacher uh, was caught on video telling her students not to judge pedophiles because we, we call them minor attracted persons. And then this is sad. Over one-third of senior pastors believe good people can earn their way to heaven. I hope you know that's not true. How do we get to heaven? Through Jesus Christ. Let me challenge you with this. If you don't know this answer, okay? If you believe that good people can go to heaven, you can be good enough to go to heaven, why did Jesus Christ have to die such a brutal death on the cross of Calvary? There's not one good, no, not one. Jesus Christ was the only one that was sinless. He died in our place. He died for our sins that we would have eternal life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me, Jesus said. So then we have good news. We always want to give you good news when we have bad news. So did you see this? DeSantis requires, so DeSantis requires teaching the Hebrew Bible in Florida public schools. I want to give the Lord a hand for that. I love this man's boldness. Guys, we used to teach the Bible in school. Do you know that? We used to have prayer in school. 1963, 1962, they threw the Bible out and they threw prayer out of school. Well, where do our laws come from? The Hebrew text, that's where we get our laws from. Okay, so that was good news. And then I had the honor last night, my wife and I were invited to a, a dinner last night. I got to meet this lady. This lady, Lynn Fitch, is the lady, the attorney general for Mississippi. She's the one that brought the case before the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. That lady right there.
We got to spend much time with her. I told her that I would mention to every service that we would keep her in our prayers. I'm asking, please keep her in your prayers because she's in a big battle and the battle's not over, but yes. So her team was the team that brought the, this, uh, the Dobbs versus Jackson uh, trial or, or case before the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. Is that just awesome? We were at this event and she spoke and I literally, as I fighting back tears thinking, I never thought I'd see my day that they would overturn Roe v. Wade. I just never, I mean, talk, talk, call me Doubting Thomas. I was just like, is there any way they're gonna overturn this? It's overturned, but listen, the work's not done yet. This state needs to, to wake up, amen? Okay, go back, let's go back in our text. So Paul not only said increase with love, but also that you would also aspire to lead a quiet life, and check it out, and to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. How many knew if you, if you said to somebody, hey, will you mind your own business that you were quoting scripture? <laughs> now you know. That's where it came from, right here. And I used to think that was rude if someone would say, will you just mind your own business? And think, that's rude. No, it's scripture. <laughs> and not only that, the, the word aspire means to strive at it, to labor, to make it your goal. What? To lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands. If you're not working with your own hands, you become a busybody in everybody's business. And, and this text is telling us, don't be a busybody. Lead a quiet life, uh, meaning a peaceful life. Uh, be at peace with others. Refrain from meddling in other people's business. Be, don't be quarrelsome and, with others. Hold your peace. And, and it, so this is good advice for all of us. If, if it's not your business, then stay out of it. Because there's a real battle that's against each other. And it's very simple. What I try to do my best, if it has nothing to do with me, I don't give it any airtime in my thoughts. In other words, if something comes in my mind, oh, that they should be doing this and doing that, I'm like, wait, is that any of my business? No, I'm not going to think about it. But what you get people in the church will happen is that they get this and they, you know, they think about this as, whoa, you know, there's this problem, that problem. They they somehow think that they're the ones to meddle in everybody else's business, and this is saying, don't do that. And I, I truly believe if you're busy about the Lord's business or you're busy, you're a hard worker, you're not going to have time to get in everybody else's business. And I believe that's what the text is saying. In other words, work with your hands. Be a hard worker. Why? If you're a hard worker, believe me, you're going to go to bed, you're going to sleep like a baby, and you're not going to get in everybody else's business. You're not going to meddle in gossip and, and backbite and all these things. And so, so obviously they were having a problem in the church there, these new believers. There was backbiting. There was meddling. There was people that didn't work. Well, look at that. They, they, they just, they pulled themselves out of society. They quit their jobs. They pulled themselves away from unbelievers. And then all they did was they were, they were in the church causing problems. He's warning them to not to do that to stop doing that. Don't be a busybody, he's saying, don't meddle. Again, there's the attack spiritually, and we as believers have to guard our mind from, from the attacks of getting involved in somebody else's business and somebody else's uh, affairs. And, and from time to time, you'll get that in the church. You'll get people to say, well, did you, did you hear what so-and-so did? And for some reason, when people whisper and then they say, it's like, 
our sinful natures and like, no, what did they do? I don't know if I should tell you this. <laughs> then they have you, right? Because then you say, then, then they're like, oh, forget it. Have you ever said somebody's done that to me before? Oh, forget it. It's like, I want to know now. Now that they said it, I don't know if I should tell you this. You're like, well, why can't you tell me? I don't know. Should I keep it to myself? You're like, no, not with me. Just tell me. I, I won't tell anybody. If you're saying something behind their back that you would never say in front of their face, don't say it. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.